everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn This, a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. Thanks for joining us again. <laughs> Sorry, I hit a wall about 20 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like right when I asked you, oh, shoot, let's, you know, let's, let's set a time. And then it was like, <clears throat> yeah, I know that. I actually fell asleep this afternoon. Uh, I didn't mean to. But I did. I fell asleep. And then when I got up, I was like, oh, no. Because yeah. for me, waking up from a nap, my body doesn't like napping. Yeah. It wants to go to bed. Uh-huh. You know, so. And then I got your text. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got I to rally the troops here. <laughs> so I uh, I poured myself a, an iced wine. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Cheers. Cheers. So I was super excited to show you. um <laughs> like the the new t-shirt yeah. and the keychains and stuff but i was also super excited to show you um that i got contact lenses but you're not wearing right now <laughs> correct because i tore one of them oh no and i have no idea how i have no idea how i did it and oh. I, so when i went to put them in this morning i was like oh that doesn't look right and of course if you need contacts you take your glasses off to put your contacts in are you looking at the lens no. <laughs> it's like, why won't it go in? I finally yeah. put my glasses on. I looked at it. I was like, oh, that, that's not right. <laughs> so I don't get to show you my new contacts. I was so excited because I was going to be like, notice anything? You know? <laughs> so they're, I'm guessing they're not the disposable kind? They're like one month wear. So you uh, take, put them in and take them out every uh-huh. night. But they're good for a month or in my case, five days. <laughs> Um, now, granted, I don't know how many times you're allowed to drop them in the carpet. <laughs> Gross. Um, to, you know, before they decide to tear on you. Yeah. I I don't know when I did it. I may have torn them when I took them out last night because you have to pinch them on your yeah. eye. Yeah. <laughs> I've only worn the special effects contacts and only like two or three times, but mm-hmm. it's an oogie feeling. And especially if it's not something you started doing when you were young. Well, it's... I told you have to sit. You have to sit through a class, like a class. Yeah, I remember you, you said somebody. You mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's funny is I told the the woman who basically just sits there and watches you struggle for an hour to put in your own contacts. Um, I was like, you know, my friend Sammy's a makeup artist, and she's done my eye makeup for you know hundreds of opening <laughs> nights, and I am like the worst person. <laughs> because she, she I'm like Sammy can't even do my waterline. I'm so ooged out by it. Yeah, you know. And I said, so now I have to stick my fingers in my eye. Yeah, and and do like, this. And she was like, your friend Sammy should be here. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and when I finally did get one in, I was like, Yahoo! And she's like, Let's call Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was editing, there was a part when we're talking about the different Santa Claus legends and yeah. the, the <laughs> branches Whether of Santa they were Claus. Brothers or helpers. Right. Or, so yeah. there was one where we read two different things. It was Bell's Nichols. Yes. And, you know, sometimes when I'm editing and we come across like a thing where I don't want to say we're in disagreement, but, you know, it's we obviously read two different things. Right. Then I'll be like, what did I read? <laughs> what, did, <laughs> what did she read? Just to kind of check up. And <laughs> I, I cannot believe it didn't hit me. Maybe it was because I read it as Bell's Nichols and not Bell's Snickle. 
But Belsnickel is like a Dutch thing, and it was featured in the episode of The Office. Oh. Dwight? Do you know Dwight? I know you I, don't watch I the know, show, but I know Ray, the character. Yeah, the guy who Brain Wilson plays, who's just <laughs> yeah. kind of a a weird guy. Weird guy. <laughs> but one of their Christmas episodes, he dresses up as <gasps> the Belsnickel. <laughs> oh no! And he like tells this whole like little legend about. Um, I, I haven't watched it like recently, so I don't know. But it was because <laughs> he's kind of this indiscriminate. Maybe he's Amish. Maybe he's Pennsylvania Dutch. Maybe he's right. German. Who knows what Dwight is? Right. He's a little bit of all of these things. <laughs> but I think that maybe kids were in the office, so he decided to not read like "Twas the Night Before Christmas," but like the legend of the Bell Snickles, dressed as this like crazy woodsman oh my gosh. guy <laughs> who, who tortures children who are bad. Yeah, so like whips them <laughs> like on the ankles or something. <laughs> it was very uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yes. So it's like I did not come across that. Obviously, <laughs> I would have mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> the number of times, though, that I've done that after you've yeah. well, you put an episode in the can yeah. and walked away from it, I'll be like, "Oh wait, mm-hmm. oh wait." I said, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> yeah. No, I do it too. I do it too, but that one was just oh duh, <laughs> <laughs> especially for you, Sammy. I know. It's like my my little like I seen it, or my references are so obscure or so old that no one's going to back me up or call me up and be like, "Why were you talking about the A team?" You know, <laughs> it's you know, Knight Rider didn't happen. I mean, that's yours are yours are pretty relevant references. <laughs> I also wish that I would have had my, uh, because sometimes I don't have the DVD box with me, so I have to resort to the Netflix description. The Christmas one, so much better on the DVD box, which is... Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say on Netflix. I was like, what? No, 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 no. The Netflix one is never better, especially now that they've become like total cheese ball, and I love it on the DVD box. On the DVD box. This yeah. one is what comes down the chimney, Santa Claus. What goes up the chimney? Screaming clawing victims of the anti-claws, a pagan god with an unjolly thirst for blood. Scary <laughs> Christmas, Sam and Dean. Oh, uh, that's funny. It's really funny. Even funnier that both Sam and Dean in the episode tell each other merry christmas in very opportune times. Yes. And I know this was two episodes ago, but I don't care. It needed cool. to be said out loud. We're so. referencing almost every episode we've done in every episode <laughs> we do. So <laughs> yeah. it's okay. So on to this one. Season 3, episode 10, Dream a Little Dream, dream of, me. of Me. With the aid of a plant called African Dream Root, Sam and Dean dreamwalk into Bobby's mind, hoping to discover who, or what, put their friend into a coma. Story by Sarah Gamble and Catherine Humphreys. Teleplay by Catherine Humphreys. And directed by Steve Boyum. All right, so speaking of obscure references... While I was watching it, I didn't make the reference initially, um, but it came it came to me as I was trying to 
figure it out. Because again, the these earlier episodes I watched so long ago that either yeah. I can't remember them or I skipped them in the process of, of watching the show because I was watching them on like TBS or the WB uh, when they were mm-hmm. just played nonstop on, right. on TV. So this episode, I remember bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, when I was trying to figure out the, the whodunit, basically, the, the monster whodunit, I was like, this is a movie. I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. And I was right. There's a, was it 1983, 1984 movie with Dennis Quaid, the father of now Jack Quaid on The Boys, mm-hmm. um, called Dreamscape. And Dreamscape is about this guy who has the ability to go into people's dreams and because he has this ability, he helps people. He goes into their dreams and helps them in their dreams. And he's hired by the by the U.S. government to help the president uh, who is having uh, nightmares, basically. Wow. And uh, and so in this process, he while he's in the president's dream, something else, you know, he finds the thing that is also a dream walker, basically, Um that's torturing the president and trying to kill the president in his dreams. I'm like, aha, I knew it. Now at the end of dreamscape, there's some of the worst special effects ever, <laughs> ever in a movie um, for the, for the monster thing. That's, that's haunting the president, um, which thankfully supernatural, they don't do. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I was watching this. I was like, aha, I got it. Dreamscape. Dennis Quaid. So if you want to check nice out an obscure catch. 80s movie, yep, yeah, maybe. That, that was back when Dennis Quaid was like hottie bo body, yeah. you know, I actor. enjoy Dennis Quaid. It also has a little bit of Inception in it, but of course that was well after this episode. Yeah. But, uh, and of course, Dream a Little Dream, the title, is the title of a song. Yeah, by Mama Cass, which you just sang for us. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You can you can keep singing. You can drop in the singing anytime, <laughs> Sammy. That is what, like one of my favorite songs to sing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just so melodic, you it know. Is. You can just sing it and sound it good is. while you're I doing it. Play it, it on the you... ukulele too. I know how to, yeah. it's one of the oh, few I know how to play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, you should pull out your uke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a. And see if you can match it to any particular supernatural episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good TikTok series, maybe. Strum, diddy, strum, diddy, strum. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So in our recap, the then uh, stream of consciousness of evil sons of bitches, Lisa's popping in, Bella's popping Bella. in, how to work around Dean's demon deal, and Dean's journey from apathy to fear. Yes. Of the demon deal. Yeah. That demons used to be human. They didn't just become. They yeah. they were human and then they become demons. Yeah, and yeah. That's a but, very real possibility for demons. Right. But they played, like, the scenes even from the very beginning when he's just like, ah, fuck it. You know, I've just got a year to live. I'm just going to yep. rock it out to yep. even the little chat he had with, with Ruby. Case- Ruby oh, and, Casey. and Casey. I think they popped in a little bit of Casey Demon in there too. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Ruby's Maybe, like, unless I filled the blanks in my head, but <laughs> I don't remember seeing Casey, but I won't say she wasn't there. Right. Um, cuz she's always with us, Casey. Um yeah, because and that's and that's Dean kind of being slapped in the face with you're not just going to hell. You know, you may become something that that you hate. Yeah. So in our now, we got Bobby Bobby's back. Hey, Bobby. 
Uh, we learned a lot about Bobby in this episode. Oh, I love it. Absolutely yep. love it. I was like, finally. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of times where I literally like did this gesture. And I was like, mm-hmm. finally. There um, it is. So he's looking story. around his house. It's like a version of his house. It's not quite it's a clean house. version yeah. of yeah. his house. Like there's no books stacked mm-hmm. anywhere. It's mm-hmm. but it's still I called it old fashioned. Yeah. So it's his house, but it's not brand spanking new. It's not old and dingy, but the the filmography of it is kind of dark kind of faded like they took some of the color yeah. out of it yeah there was like a filter over yeah the yeah a the wash scene, I guess, a wash mm-hmm. yeah um, um nice but old-fashioned house and yeah. he's he's doing the supernatural flashlight he's hunting for something mm-hmm. in the house but he's acting a little nervous about it mm-hmm. there's like you know the wind is howling outside and he's looking kind of uh Instead of investigative, he's looking um, more trepidatious about what he's about to find with this flashlight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hear this, like, we hear weird whispers, like, you know, you know, something went behind him or, you know, what's going on. Um, and then we hear this woman scream and she screams and she leaps onto Bobby and like thrashes him to the ground. This scared the crap out of me. <laughs> because she came a she came out of nowhere and yeah. she was screaming like a banshee i mean it wasn't uh-huh. just a it wasn't a woman who was scared running into bobby this was a woman screaming and attacking bobby mm-hmm. in this like frantic out of control yeah. took bobby by surprise took me by surprise and it's not only her that's frantic it's the the camera and the editing is also yeah. frantic like adding yeah. to this uh really getting your heart rate up <laughs> you're nervous you're tense um yep. It, it was a jump scare moment and it worked. I'll be like, check, you got yep. me. <laughs> you so got throughout me. this like camera, there's kind of glitching flashes going on. We cut to Bobby, who in real life is asleep, is asleep. in a motel room. All and the housekeeping into bed. Yeah, yep. the housekeeping staff comes in, uh, tries to leave, but then realizes. They notice Bobby. They're like, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. And then <laughs> then through like a series of like cuts to, between his his dream and real and life, she's frantically trying to wake him up because right. he's not so, responding to her. Yeah. Her shaking him saying sir sir translates into what the woman in Bobby's in this other uh world is doing. She's shaking him and pounding yeah. him, you know, and just as the woman who's trying to wake him up. But uh take a moment to also discuss this motel room. <laughs> You know what? Thirteen-year-old me would have died oh. for this motif. I wanted so badly so to have like pretty. a tropical theme. Oh my gosh! Peacocks everywhere. The 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 color of the room was like blue and teals, and it was very cool tones. Mm-hmm. Even in their costumes later on, if you look at their wardrobe. Very matchy matchy to the uh, to the motel room. Yeah, there was even the first thing that caught my eye was the room divider. There's almost always a room divider in these motels, which I love. It's their signature, you know, look. Yeah. But it was made out of these what I call peace doves. My parents have ever since I was little. They've had well, they have one religious icon in their house, and that's it. You know, um, as far as you know, religion goes, and it's a it's a little plaque about this big. And it's just a picture of one of those doves. If you take it, because that, yeah. that wall divider yeah, had I know a whole what bunch you're of them. Yeah, I know what you're talking 
mm-hmm. just one of them, and just the word Pax, P-A-X underneath, which is Latin for peace. Mm-hmm. And that is the only religious icon in my parents' house. And it's something that I've recognized as being in my family forever. Yeah. So when I saw those those birds on the cutout, uh-huh. I was like, oh, it's, it's a peace dove. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe not, but awesome hotel room. Even, yeah. even the carpet is like shag green carpet, like grass. So it's like, I want to be a peacock in that room. Okay. So moving on, got title the title splash. splash. We have yeah. a great song playing. Doobie Brothers. Mm-hmm. Long train running is playing with uh, Sam in the background at a bar drinking yeah sam is at the bar drinking (laughs) at 11 a.m it turns out (laughs) right and dean is just as shocked as as we are (laughs) like okay usually this is reserved this kind of behavior is reserved for me right this is way out of character for you and it's acceptable for dean to do it yeah not acceptable even sam was like what i can drink and hit on women (laughs) dean looks around the bar and there's like two women (laughs) including the you know one of them is a waitress and one of them is this uh i don't want to say she's unattractive but she's not a dean type of girl wearing like cougar on her shirt (laughs) um and dean's like slim pickens here so what are you doing yeah yeah. (laughs) sam's depressed Because he cannot find a way out of this demon deal for him. And he's also depressed because Dean doesn't want to be taken out of the deal. Or it feels that way to him. He's like, it feels like you, I can't save you because you don't want to be saved. You don't want to be saved. And that's what I think he's really upset about. Because he even, he says that point blank. He's like, I can't save you. And Dean's like, yeah, I told you. He's like, no, no. Because you don't want to be saved. Yeah. Was it, what is it about you that you that you don't like, that you don't think you're worth saving? He's like, that's just sad. Mm-hmm. You know, that Dean doesn't think that he's worth saving anyway. So what's the point in trying? And that's what really has Sam drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> At 11 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and thankfully for Dean, a uh, phone call interrupts and saves him from having to... <laughs> Yeah. Somebody calling for Mr. Snyderson. Um, I didn't look it up. I did zero research on this. That's okay. It doesn't mean anything. It was just a name and it just means that it just goes further into Mm -hmm. the depth of, of the lives that these guys have to have to leave, which is secrecy and aliases and code names and stuff like that. So somebody is calling for Mr. Snyderson with some bad news about Bobby. Yeah. One can assume based on Dean's reaction and, the speed in which they rush out of there. Right. And rush to uh, Bobby's bedside in a hospital. Mm-hmm. So Bobby did make it to a hospital, which is great, but he's still completely comatose and yeah. no one can wake him up. And the doctors have no idea why he's in a coma. So they can't treat him for right. anything. Right. Cause otherwise he's perfectly healthy. He just went to sleep and didn't wake back up. That'll be a theme. Ladies and gentlemen went to sleep <laughs> and did not wake up. Um, so, Here's the our map way. quest moment also, by the way, oh, is we learned that we're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which um, I have worked in. I love Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. But it is nothing like anything they show. They barely do any um, outdoor uh, shots. I mean, mm-hmm. there's woods and stuff like that. That's not Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Never been, cool. been to other parts of Pennsylvania, but not, but not Pittsburgh. But Pennsylvania's big, so tis they hop into bobby's motel room 
assuming that he's here on a job, because otherwise, why the hell else would he be why, in Pittsburgh? Why would anybody be in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So they're looking for the signs of being on a job. You know, research, weapons, yada Food yada. Boxes. Yep. Um, Sam finds it in the closet wall behind yep. the, the shirts on the rod. Yay, Bobby. Keep it hidden. Yep. And I just want to give out a little, there's a lot of props that I want to give out to this episode, but right here I want to give a props to the props peeps because <laughs> I love the way that they set up the research walls or the serial killer walls, depending on which <laughs> who right. we're looking at. But particularly this one, and I don't know why I loved it so much. It was just so layered and textured, and I think because of all the pages of botanical drawings, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just looked so Victorian or sciencey to it me. It was very, and it was also very neat and tidy. Yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't frantic and scattered. Yeah, which we've seen on Hunter's Walls. So you yeah. know, they do try to connect the props with the show it's not just random stuff you know mm -hmm. sometimes it is because there's some pages if you scroll you know if you uh, zoom in it's like there's no actual words on that page it's just <laughs> random jumbles of letters yeah you yeah, know? yeah they only have the, so much time to, to right. dress up <laughs> the, the lorem ipsum text the filler text that right to <laughs> when you're making something <laughs> yes lorem ipsum that's right i have um, to look at that a lot when i'm for my job when I'm making documents and shit. Right. So in the wall, they find a botanical diagram of Celine Capensis, which Dean has no idea what the hell that is. And also an obituary of a neurologist. Yep. Who died by going to sleep and didn't wake up. Didn't wake up. So the clipping of the Celine Capensis um, is actually African dream root. And it is actually African dream root. That it's mm. not a supernatural ism. It actually is what they said it is. <laughs> awesome. It's a psychoactive plant from South Africa. And contrary to supernatural, it actually smells good. Um, <laughs> because we learn later that it smells like ass. <laughs> um, it smells like banana, clove, and jasmine. Oh. Which I'm sure combined may delightful. not smell great. But I just thought that was funny. Um, it can induce... Livid or lucid dreams, but it can also cause vomiting. So, P.S. Oh. <laughs> a word of warning. Right. You may have awesome dreams, but then you may just hurl. Mm. Maybe it's something else that's in the tea that, A, makes it smell bad, but also prohibits mm. you from vomiting. Jumped way far ahead. But anyway, so <laughs> Dean, <laughs> Dean leaves Sam to the study grind of looking at Bobby's research wall while he goes off to play pretend and right. uh, research the dead doctor. Yep. But they left with the idea that um, maybe what Bobby was hunting started hunting Bobby. Yeah. So they were able to kind of, you know, piece together at least that much of right. their mystery. Right. Um, which, interesting. Um, so Dean goes to the university. Uh, this is, I guess, I it, it's an alias. I almost said it's his second alias because Mr. Snyderson, not really an alias. It was just the guy on the phone. Um, this time he's a detective with the Pittsburgh Police Department, <laughs> Detective Robert Plant. Yes. Um, and he's, uh, he's not interrogating. He's asking questions of yeah, he's his... He's questioning the assistant of the doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always unnerved by somebody who says, 
either a, I don't have time to be talking to you. Like I have other things to be doing rather than help this investigation to a man who died. I always think that's weird that people can't set aside time out of their lives to answer questions is they're just cagey about like, they don't want to be blamed for it, for whatever was happening, whether it's the death of the doctor or for his experiments, which turn out to be not so on the up and up. Yeah. Um, like I don't want to be blamed for any of this and it's like yeah but we're that's (laughs) stop stop worrying about yourself and you know help them investigate the you know what's happening I understand they don't want to get blamed but I'm always taken aback when that comes like it's like the second thing out of the mouth is I didn't do it you know it wasn't (laughs) me it's like yeah but you knew what he was doing but anyway see I take it as like sometimes Sometimes cops, or at least how they're portrayed, even on Law and Order, sometimes where they're good cops, but there are times when they go for the throat of somebody. Actually, this is almost every episode. They go for the throat <laughs> of somebody, and it's not it's not the the perp, right? The it's perp, right. who they think somebody, is the perp, but they like grind. Somebody's into gonna them. get run rough shot over yeah, by the police. Yeah, right? No, I get it. I get it. But the the idea of I don't have time for this is like, yeah, yeah. make time. <laughs> yeah. But speaking <laughs> of law and order, Dean in this questioning has some amazing bluffs. Like I called them law and order bluffs, which the grad students falls for. It 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 seemed to me like someone, you know, if you watch Law and Order, you think, Oh, I could be a lawyer or I could <laughs> Right. I could uh, represent myself if needed to. But, you know, she's like, I already talked to somebody about this. Why do I need to do this again? One of the reasons why she's like, I don't have time to do this again. And he says, well, take it to the station or we could just do it here. Okay, fine. And then later she's like, I don't know. My lawyer told me I probably shouldn't talk about anything. I I won't get blamed for this. It's not my fault. And he's like, well, that was before new evidence came to light, which I'm not (laughs) at liberty to say. (laughs) Right. What evidence? And that's what she's like, okay, fine. I just, I hadn't, I, university didn't know that they were doing this and I didn't know that they were against the rules and yep. <laughs> I just want to graduate. I just want to <laughs> not be blamed for this. And he's like, okay, well just give me all of his research and maybe this won't go on your permanent record. Permanent record. Oh my gosh. So you did a shout out to the props. Props did their own shout out in this scene. Yeah. Uh, when the when the when they first come into the room, there's all these like oh, books. dream books. Yep, mm-hmm. and one of the one of the uh, set dressers' names is a uh, is in one of the dream books. Uh, uh, as the, an author? Cumu- the cumulative dream, yes, by nice. Ring Rose. <laughs> uh, Ring Rose was the last name of one of the set dressers. So, oh, oh, awesome. shout out to the props. <laughs> That's great. Um, so Dean's next stop is at the dorm room of one of his subjects, one of the doctor's sleep study subjects. Dean assures him he's not there for his ferns that he's growing. <laughs> hey, all these colleges have huge dorm rooms. I don't know. I want to go to these colleges because my dorm room was a freaking closet, you know, with a bunk I bed had a on huge each dorm side. Room. We had basically apartments. Like each each apartment had two bedrooms in which you shared, you know, a, a bedroom with somebody, but oh. also a bathroom, a kitchen, a living room. Um, yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, a little be... community college, man. They had some good that's, housing. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> and this guy like goes to his mini fridge and offers Dean a beer, which of course Dean can't refuse. Can't say no. 
and he enjoys it. I love it. He like he opens it, like uses his ring to open the beer while the college kid has to use a you know bottle opener. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, cheers, <laughs> drinks the beer, enjoys the beer the way Dean would enjoy a beer. Um, and so now they can get down to talking about um, the the doctor and these experiments and the yeah. study and stuff like that. And it turns out this this kid has what they call charcot Wilbrand syndrome, so Wilbrand syndrome, mm-hmm. which is a real thing. Uh, and it basically means you can't dream due to a brain injury, whether it's a you know deprivation of oxygen or you had a stroke. Um, something causes your brain to stop dreaming. And that's what this kid has. He has a, he says he fell off his bike as a kid. And ever mm-hmm. since then, uh, you know, he knocked his head and he hasn't been able to dream. Um, Until the doctor gave him a bad tasting yellow tea that gave him some very vivid dreams. He described it like an acid trip. Like a bad and acid trip. Yeah. Bad acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> Claimed it scared him and he didn't really want to do it again. Yeah. This is the second reference because even Dean is like, oh, yeah, I get it. Bad acid trip. You know, he's like, oh, wait, no, no. It's the second time that Dean has inferred that he he's done the whole drug thing, the drug experiment thing. You know, he's he's done it, which I find a little backstory on Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so back at the, the hospital, Bobby is still asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing Dean's strange. there at the bedside. Then Sam shows up um, with his research results um, and says exactly what you just said earlier, that Celine Capensis is African dream root used for dream walking, um, not just for busting out didgeridoos and hacky sack uh, <laughs> to get high, um, yeah. but if used as legends say, which obviously you must believe the legends because when don't we, um, <laughs> you can control the dreams in someone else's head. Yep. So you can train so, your bad dreams good, good dreams bad. You might even be able to kill somebody in their dream and therefore killing them in real life. So I have a question because this confused me a couple of times in the episode. If you are taking the dream route, you become the dream walker and can walk through other people's dreams? Or does taking the dream route make you susceptible to... Um, having someone walk through your dreams? I would say the first one, but there's a stipulation that we'll get to later. Like okay. there's a, it's part of the recipe. So you can right. take dream root and on its own and, uh, you know, just have a good time in your mm-hmm. dreams. But later we learned that you need a piece of somebody to put in, like if I wanted to walk through your dreams, you wouldn't have this is how I'm reading this episode. You would not have to take the dream route, but I would, but with like some of your hair or saliva, some DNA of you. <laughs> a little oh. bit more intimate than I want to get. Sorry. <laughs> Please don't apologize for that. But if I drink that, then I would be able to walk through your dreams. I see. Which is confusing okay. later, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, so they're so Sam and Dean are talking about they're trying to step through like this what you and I just did, what the process might be, and what the doctor was doing. And I love that they mentioned Tim Leary. They're like, so you know, the doctor Tim Leary his way into you know people's dreams. Tim Leary was a, an American psychologist who is known for wanting to um, use more like psychotropic drugs. He like was a big proponent of of LSD. Oh, this is when uh, I. 
when was this? The 40s or the 50s when therapists were just giving LSD yep. as part of their therapy? Yep. Yeah. I actually saw a musical based on that. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a it musical was, for everything. Yeah. It was called Flying Over Sunset. And so it was about Clark Gable, some other actress chick, and some other guy, like kind of famous-ish people all – taking LSD, talking about it, and then they all decide to take LSD together. Clark Gable? Was it Clark Gable? It was some, like, really famous old-timey wow. actor. Wow, okay. Cary Grant. Cary Grant. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Cary Grant. Tim Leary gotcha. may have been in that in that musical, actually. Oh, my maybe, gosh. Maybe he was a character. Okay, so anyway, I didn't know that reference right out. But no, I I find it so interesting though that that Sam did, you know, yeah. as part of like his college studies, you know, he would have learned about yeah. Tim Leary. But they also mentioned Freddy Krueger, which I haven't seen that movie, and I assume I have. I was so hoping that you knew all of the movies. Uh, and why I why seen would it. you why would you hope that why would you think that I would know all of the movies? We, because I don't know the genre, <laughs> not necessarily. Be- yeah, I mean, obviously, no, age type. I should have been the one to have watched. No, them. I just mean because I don't. I I don't know any movies. <laughs> How many <laughs> times have we been, have we been like, oh, I haven't seen that? That's true. What was I thinking? <laughs> but I oh, think because Freddy Krueger is the monster of nightmare on Elm Street, so he must yes. chase you in your nightmares. I assume he kills you in your dreams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, there's probably that people listening why, yeah. being like, oh my god, are you oh fucking god, kidding me? I can't me? believe that neither one of you have seen any of the Freddy Krueger. Right. Yeah, so while they're everything. talking about this and also asking, why is Bobby still alive if if this is our theory that he can kill somebody in their dream? Like he killed the doctor and then killed God and died in real life. Why is Bobby still alive? Right. So then they cut to inside of Bobby's head in his dream. And he's still being chased down by this monster, but he's locked himself in, it looks like a closet. Closet at first. <laughs> a clo- yes, but then the camera does this really cool thing where it pulls back and it's kind of like this never-ending hallway, like hallway. a Willy Wonka type of closet. But yeah. <laughs> Bobby is terrified in this closet. <laughs> Absolutely. I call these shots where like the hallways stretch, I call them like either The Shining hallway yeah. which is what i called our our hallway in the apartment yes <laughs> shining hallway um but it's also an effect they did in the poltergeist movie where you can never it's a never ending you can never uh, escape yeah. you just are just running and running around the hallway just you can't get to your destination yeah because the hallway stretching so bobby's in one of those yeah he's in a poltergeist <laughs> closet and this woman is not just screaming she's like hollering and shrieking it is and pounding so at the disturbing. door yeah, and rattling the doorknob and just trying to get to Bobby. Mm-hmm. And it's it's horrific. It's like a banshee screaming at right. him. And he right. is terrified. He's absolutely terrified. He closes the door and starts yelling for help. Like, this is something we don't ever hear men do. He he doesn't just yell help. He's like, help me. Somebody, please help me. Yeah. And now we're back in reality. The boys have a little bit of a hospital walk and talk. <laughs> Talking about who their homicidal Sandman could be. Maybe it's a, t- a test subject of the doctor, but there's so many of them. Or what the studies even consisted of. Like, what were the right. studies that they did? What do we do? Well, yeah. we would talk to Bobby. Oh, yeah. wait. Well, why don't we? 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Dean always has like the harebrained idea. And it's Sam mm. who's like, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide that they, they need to uh, basically tiptoe through Bobby's tulips there. Uh, and they need to enter his dreams. Yeah. Um, but lo and behold, they don't have any African dream root, dream root on them. How do they get it? Crap. They Bella. Crap. Bella. And I, Bella? And I think the crap. entire... <laughs> Like entire audience at the same time just went crap, Bella. <laughs> yeah, crap, Bella. And god damn it, Bella. <laughs> they need to stop Bella. They need to stop using Bella. The writers and Sam and Dean just need to stop. It's like haven't you learned already? Yeah, I know. I I have mixed feelings about Bella because she had such potential. She really did. But I'll, I'll talk about that in a future episode because mm-hmm. there are things to be said, not from me, but from the the writers. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's because the writers were given the task of you need two female leads, or, you know, mm-hmm. lead-ish, uh, right. which they had Ruby in mind. So Bella was kind of a last-minute addition. And they did have trouble trying to work her into the storylines of various episodes. So, like, this one feels to me very forced because doesn't Dean have all of the Doctor's research and findings? Like, isn't it somewhere in there that he could find? Yeah, where you get it. Wouldn't it be in his stock? Couldn't he just break into his office and find it in his drawer somewhere? Right. Um, Or his house? You know, it, it can't be that hard to get the... They have to African research, dream route. It's reach from out Africa. to Bella. Right. <laughs> yeah. Granted, she is a, a, a procurer of occult items and other such things. Yeah, but, but this isn't some nasty, shrunken, dead man's hand. This yeah. is a naturally occurring, growing, botanical. Right. <laughs> right. So, so this one was a little bit, okay, well, we have to put Bella in an episode. I guess we'll throw her in here. Well... I mean, collective eye roll. I just want to say collective eye roll. Now, the way she enters into the episode, I fully approve. <laughs> I fully approve of, of Bella entering into this episode, which is back at the motel. Yeah. Bella shows up in a trench coat and, uh, and it Sam. turns into this like, yeah, Sam, Sam opens the door and is like, Bella, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I heard you needed help. And it's like, Suddenly, she takes off her raincoat, and she's in this negligee. And Sam at first is like, "Hey, what's going on?" And she's like, "Oh, I need—I thought you needed help, you know." <laughs> and it turns into this, you know, pizza man delivery episode Absolutely. where, you know, yeah, it's now just like it was actually you I've been after all the all along, all along. And he's like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> and then, boom, you know, she's thrashing around on the bed, hollering. Yeah. Sam's His name. name. <laughs> and it turns out that obviously Sam is, is dreaming and he's woken up by Dean going, Sam, Sam, Sam. <laughs> so Dean has fallen asleep on his research. He wakes up with the biggest Sam. pool of, I'm sorry, Sam wakes up with the biggest pool of drool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gross, so much drool. Uh, so he's been having a sex dream about Bella to the point. Can't even get out of his chair. Right, physically incapable yeah. of standing. Yeah, up. there are some good visual bits here that are kind of hard to describe uh, right. in a podcast, but right. it's it's the way that 
it's how awkward Sam now is realizing Around his subconscious is. crush on Bella. Right. Right. <laughs> Where now all yeah. of a sudden, you know, Dean mentions her name and he's like, Oh, what oh what what'd, what'd she, she say? Which what'd, what'd she say? What'd she say? Hi, how's she doing? Hi, Bella. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did she mention me? Did she ask for me? Yes, yes, yes. Very cute, very funny. Yeah. Loved this whole scene. So Bella does show up, even though she did refuse at first. In a trench coat. (laughs) Which, when she takes it off, she's wearing a sweater and jeans. So it's fine. And I think Sam is relieved and disappointed. Yes, yes. Because he was, he did kind of turn a little bit extra in his chair there to be like, ooh, ooh. What's, what's in there? <laughs> Which way? Uh, oh, okay. Yep. And she, you know, the guys are like, "Why are you even here? You said you weren't going to help me." And she says, "I'm not here for you. I'm here for Bobby Singer." We learned Bobby's last name. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> we never knew Bobby's last name until Bella mentions it. So Bella's there in real life, not in a negligee, and she has brought with her the African Dream Root, and is all ready to help Sam and Dean go into the dream world. And and do this thing to help Poppy. Mm-hmm. Because and he, he says, I don't know if we mentioned this, because he saved her life in Flagstaff. Yes. At some point. So she's returning the favor, according to Bella. And Dean's like, mm, no, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Thankfully, Dean is smart and is like, no, we don't trust you. Sam and I got this handled. You can just, you know, hang out. Watch some, you know, use some magic fingers, mm-hmm. which is Dean's favorite thing. And watch some Casa Erotica, which is... Sam's Sam's favorite favorite thing. thing. (laughs) (laughs) Bella's not happy about being left out, but she's, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. So Dean takes the, uh, the, the jar of dream root and locks it in the hotel safe along with the cult. Yeah. And all while Bella is standing in the room. (sighs) (laughs) That was my eye roll moment. It wasn't, it wasn't the fact that they're bringing Bella in. It was, they still haven't learned. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I roll number two for me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the next thing we see is um, Sam and Dean have brewed the tea. Yes. And this is where Sam mentions the fact that you need some part of somebody. So he has Bobby's hair. This is much like polyjuice potion in Harry Potter. Which polyjuice potion is something that you brew for a really long time, like months. And it stinks and it tastes bad. But if you put a piece of somebody's hair or nail clippings or whatever in it and you drink it, then you can turn into them for a period of time. Oh, gosh. I don't remember this. Okay. Yeah. So you can, if if I wanted to turn into you and drink some polyjuice potion with your hair in it, then I could turn into you. And it lasts like, I don't know, an hour or something. Like that, but and again, the, I understand you have no desire to do that. No, I get it. The whole uh, dream root tea and the hair thing. This was like this this polyjuice potion, but with for dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but this came out first, right? No, the well, because no, it's in Harry the book. Potter it's did. in the book too, and the books oh. have been like that was in the second book, which I think was pretty early. Never ask a writer where they get their ideas from. So they sprinkle Bobby's hair into the tea. Um, they both realize it's going to be disgusting, but they drink it anyway. Yep. Uh, and nothing seems to happen. Right. They're both sitting on the edge of the bed like, you? Anything? No. You? Nope, Anything? No. Nope. Nope. All of a sudden it starts raining. And when they look out the window, it's raining upside down. Upside down. Huh. When did this happen? 
So they go to the window to check it out. And when they turn back around, the hotel has disappeared. Right. The There's somewhere else. Is gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it looks like they are now in Bobby's house. Yeah. And it takes them a while to realize it. Dean is like, we're the, are we in grandma's, you know, bed and breakfast right. or something? Right. And, and Sam is the one who's like, wait a minute. Picture it, you know, a little bit dirtier, the wallpaper down, books everywhere. Books down river. Oh, my gosh. This is Bobby's house. Yeah. They got one answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're in Bobby's mm-hmm. house. Yep. Um, and so Sam, I don't know. Did he hear something, see something? Sam, I think, sees something that takes him outside. He's like, I'm going to go says, outside. Uh, yeah. He says, I think I'm going to go check outside. Mm-hmm. And Dean says, no, don't. We should stick together. And Sam's like, I'll just be right outside, which. <laughs> right. I'll he be goes right out, back. Yeah, he'll, he goes outside. <laughs> it's like a different world out there. Like the color it's, grade, the color washes now, like it's super vibrant super and saturated. Yeah, um, birds are flowers. chirping super loud. It's beautiful. I want that yep. yard. Um, but then he turns around and tries to open up the door and it's locked. He tries to scream at Dean from outside. Dean cannot hear him. He's yeah, completely he can oblivious. see Dean, but Dean doesn't hear him. Yeah. yeah. So now, now they are separated into their own sections of Bobby's dream. So for just a, a quick second, when the door slammed behind Sam, locking him outside, the noise from inside the house stops. And all you hear is like the silence and birds chirping and like yeah. the outside noises. Yeah. I had to hit, I had to hit pause for some reason. I don't remember why, but I hit pause for just a second. And it was such a beautiful day here that all my birds chirping, like matched the birds chirping oh, weird. on the TV. So it was like, I hit pause and it was quiet for just like a nanosecond before it was like, tweet, 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 tweet outside. I was like, oh, that's just weird. That is weird. I was like, maybe they heard your birds <laughs> were like right? talking to each other. <laughs> so Sam is is locked out, um, is decided to just go and investigate yeah, the outdoors. Dean, in his wandering, finds Bobby barricaded in a room. I guess this poltergeist closet that we saw earlier or a different right. room. But the right. door that he finds Bobby behind is covered <gasps> in scratches. Like Someone's been clawing to yeah, get into, yeah. to get at Bobby, to get yeah, in there. Yeah. And thankfully, and, Bobby calls out, like, Dean's calling, like, you know, Bobby, mm-hmm. Bobby, mm-hmm. and Dean, I mean, Bobby calls out. He's like, who's there? Yeah, yeah. You know, so Dean knows that he's behind that door. Right. And when Bobby does come out, it's weird because he knows who Dean is at this age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But is confused about Pittsburgh. Why? jobs monsters what is uh, dean talking about yeah. yeah and why is he there yeah you know, dream route, you, scared? you know he's like what we, we what <laughs> yeah and, he, and he's scared for dean he's like we gotta go yeah we're both in danger now so yeah bobby is still fully fixated on this screaming woman who right now we can't hear um, but he's still fixated on this this fear that he has he appears and she's you know, looks of death and is also covered in stab wounds. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, that's what, you don't see her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see that? That's what I'm running from. Yeah. Dean's like, who, who the hell is that? That's Bobby's wife. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> they do a quick little Passover with the, with the camera. The next scene we see is a picture of Sam and Dean still... At the motel, still at the mm-hmm. Peacock Motel, both completely knocked out, yeah. uh, laying across their beds, like, you know, 
teacups next to them on the bed. Yeah. So they're still fully asleep or, or under the, uh, uh, the effects of that, of that tea. And we only see that for like a second. It was like, look, they're still there. Cut to uh, Sam back outside in this beautiful, <laughs> idyllic yeah. uh, backyard scene. Yeah, he's kind of still bright around. and sunny, but spooky at the same time. Back inside, wifey with the stab wounds is is basically emotionally torturing Bobby, saying, yeah. "Why did you do this to me? Look what you did. Why would you do this to me?" Yeah, really playing up the guilt trip. Yeah, for him. and and my first thought is, "Oh my God, did did Bobby stab his wife to death?" Well, you know, yeah. is, is, is he replaying this? Well, you say, well, yeah, but we don't know this up to this point. We don't know anything about Bobby. Well, that's true. But I, I feel like by the end of this episode, I've learned that, yes, he did. But because, and he says, like, seconds after this, is, I didn't know you were possessed. And I didn't know what I knew now. Right, so I, I didn't you. know what to do. I just, you were you know, you, you were attacking me and I had to defend myself. <laughs> right. But I mean, I wrote down right before, before he said that, I wrote down, oh my gosh, did Bobby murder his wife? Uh, okay. That's what I wrote down. And then of course he says, you yeah, were possessed. I stabbed you. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know what I know now. I didn't know how to help you. Mm-hmm. And so clearly his, his guilt over now he has the tools to help her. You yeah. know, he learned once she was dead there's this other world out there. Right, right. So back outside, Sam, wandering, then gets attacked all of a sudden by a baseball bat. And it's that kid. Yeah, the, the fish the guy. Kid, the, yeah, yeah. The, the beer kid. Yeah, exactly. I keep calling him the student guy. Um, and he just wails on Sam with a baseball yeah, bat. Yeah, and he's just like, you're not supposed to be here. Like, this is... This is not on schedule, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, what are you doing here? And Sam's yeah. like... Well, you're not supposed to be here either. Yeah, yeah. You know, unless you are dun 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 the killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this kid is uh, on a super power trip because, like, look what he can do with these dreams. It's pretty crazy. And the doctor, yeah. you know, wanted to take it away. Yeah, I actually he's don't like, know if a- we learned that yet, right now. But we don't. We don't. But what essentially, he in his oh, he's attacking Bobby since he found out the truth. Of, like, what he's doing. But he wants to keep that power going. Right. So... Right. He doesn't want to be stopped. And Bobby was in there. It was in his way. So, back inside, Dean's trying to convince Bobby that he's dreaming. And that there's a way out. You know? And it's and it takes a while. It takes it takes Bobby a while. Because he's not he's not understanding. And, and Dean is like, this is a dream. You can wake yourself up. You can stop this. You know? And he, he has this uh, moment of truth with Bobby. Uh, and he says, I'm not going to let you die. Uh, you're like a father to me. So in this moment, I will accept now that Bobby is a father figure to, <laughs> to Sam and Dean. And a little, little personal note there. I <laughs> shall accept this. If Dean says that it's so, I will accept the fact that Bobby Singer is like a father figure. Um, but so Dean is desperately trying to get uh, Bobby to take control of his dreams. Take control of your dreams. You can, yeah. you, can you know... You can wake yourself up. You can you can rework this. This is your dream. Yes, because Bobby and, was on the verge of being like, just let her kill me. Just let this end, please. Yeah, yeah. And so Dean finally uh, does. He does enough for him to believe, wait, I'm dreaming? Are you sure? Let me try. 
things were hard. And then all of a sudden the screaming woman stops. stops Silence. Yeah. No more rattling on the doors. Great. That's step one. Now you got to wake yourself up. Yep. Things were hard. And then all three men wake up at the same time. The boys in their motel room and Bobby in his hospital right. room. Just as Sam is about to get beaten. Oh, yeah. Like with the baseball the kill bat shot, I assume, with the yep. baseball bat. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out that as a chronic sufferer of nightmares, one of the things I have learned to do is to recognize when I start to have a nightmare that I can wake myself up mm. and I will. As soon as I start to realize in my dreams that this is going to be a nightmare, I wake myself up. Mm. I, I tell myself, Valerie, wake up. And I'm able to wake up so I don't, the nightmare doesn't continue. Oh. So I just want to point that out. It's kind of weird. But again, as a chronic sufferer of nightmares, right. you have to learn to snap yourself out of it. It does. Most of the time, I the nightmare stops for me. And when I go back to sleep, I don't, I don't continue where I left off. Right. Um, sometimes it takes a little while. And every once in a while, I will continue the nightmare when I fall back asleep. And then I have to say, like, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no. That's not oh, it. Wake yourself up and start over again. Yep. See, I so. don't remember a lot of my dreams. Actually, and I think this was actually a phenomenon of a lot of people. But during the height of the pandemic, when people were in lockdown and all of that, I was remembering them. And they were very vivid and weird. Mm. Occasionally a nightmare. But I've never been able to recognize that I am in a dream while I'm in a dream. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's always kind of a weird half-awake situation where Ooh. sometimes it's I, – I feel very awake or like I'm not in a dream, but the dream is still kind of happening, but I don't have any control over it. Like it's still just mm. going on. For instance, you know that recurring dream that many people have where – they're still in school, and then they realize at the end of the year, oh, my God, I didn't go to algebra class at all, right. and I have a test tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yes. More and more vivid and more and more realistic, but I still feel like I'm kind of awake. But then I wake up, and I'm very confused for a few minutes. Few, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to hate in high school I would have dreams that I took the exam, and so I'd wake up going, whew, you know, and then be like, oh, I have to still have to take the exam. Oh, that I, sucks. <laughs> I took it in my dreams, you know. So you went through all the panic state in your dreams of having, you know, to take the exam. And then yeah. you're like, oh, thank God. And then you wake up, you're like, fuck, I still have to take the exam. Isn't that Not weird how nightmare, some dreams but... are like universal like that? Like everyone has had that algebra. It's always algebra too. It's yep. always algebra or history. Yep. Sometimes for me it's history. But it's always a, oh, my God, it's like the semester's over and I've only been to this class once and now I have to take it to the final. <laughs> Everybody else knows the answers except yeah. for me. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Okay. So. so boys are now all in the hospital discussing mm -hmm. the case and a strategy with a now awake Bobby. Dean gets personal with Bobby, asks him, hey, was this thing with your wife? Is that is that true? Yeah. Did you have to stab your and Life. and Bobby's answer to that is everybody got into some hunting somehow. Yep. And so now this is another big truth we've learned about Bobby. A, yeah. his name is Bobby Singer. B, that he wasn't a hunter. He hasn't always been a hunter until right. after what happened to his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point is everybody got into it somehow. 
you know, sometimes it's just stumbles on you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're mm-hmm. born to, into it, I guess, but yeah. Well, even those those crappy characters, you know, their daughter was was killed by a vampire, and so that's yeah, how they yeah. got into hunting. Yeah, you know, and Gordon, Gordon, his sister was was grabbed uh, turned grabbed by a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now that Bobby is awake, he's able to at least discuss the research that he was doing before he was, uh, you know, entranced in his mm-hmm. dreams, and it turns out that he puts his finger on the student guy. He's like, yeah, this not, not some weird stoner guy. This guy was a genius. Yeah. You know, surprising given that his father almost beat him to death with a baseball bat. Makes sense. Now his weapon of choice in right? the dream world. Right. So the question remains though, how did he get control of Bobby? How did he end up in Bobby's head? <laughs> and Bobby admits, he's like, "Ugh, he offered me a beer. And, and I drank, I drank it. Stupid. Stupid, right? And I love Dean. <laughs> Dean has these Deanisms. He's got like, he's got super cocky Dean, and then he has like super bumbly Dean. Like, it makes it even more endearing because of how cocksure he is about life in general right. and about who he is as a hunter. But he takes a beer from someone <laughs> yeah. that he doesn't know. And then he's like, oops. But, yeah. uh, what? No, it's oh dear. Oh dear. So, I this is where my confusion started to build more, which is so he drank the beer that had something of the guy, the student in it, right? No, no. I think so, what he was saying is that the student gave him a beer and then Dean drank the beer and I'm guessing he left the bottle behind in the dorm room. So now the guy uh, has his Jeremy spit. has his saliva, which is his DNA. Okay. Okay. Because I didn't get that. I was like, so because the bottle. Because my thought was, you know, when he I offered him a beer, it was, was just tainted. Like, right, but it was it was sealed. It was not right. an open container. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but that's why I that's why I had confusions. I'm like, does it go both ways? Can you know? Can Dean drink something of this guy? So that's not what it was. It was that the guy took his DNA from the okay. the trash the bottle. bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can swab it just like just like Law and Order does or CSI. You know, they, right. they do a little swabby swab on right swabby on the swab. mouth of the bottle. Yep. So two days later. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, you know, Sam is like, you idiot. <laughs> so now they have to make sure both of them don't fall asleep. Otherwise, Jeremy's going to get in through there. their dreams. Yep. And two days later, Dean is not dealing with it in a good he's way. He's super grumpy. <laughs> he is over-caffeinated. <laughs> he is sleep-deprived. And he's dealing it in a very aggressive, grumpy way. <laughs> Bobby's like, don't yell at me. Yeah. yeah boy, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to help you. You're the one who drank the beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To set the scene, the boys are in the car driving somewhere. Bobby is in the motel room with Bella. Bella is doing her little trick Ouija of talking board, in the yeah. yeah, talking to the spirit talking board. What what the fuck do they call it? A spirit talking board. Okay. <laughs> they couldn't have come board. up with a different name that sounds something like Ouija, but something oh, that know. wouldn't get them sued for a copyright. Right, right. So anyway, she's trying to find out where he is. The spirits are not talking. Bobby hasn't found anything, so they're both like, well, oh, I guess we'll stay awake. Um, Bobby, you know, finally gets a chance to speak to Bella on camera and say, (laughs) (laughs) 
Why, Why are, are you, you here this? anyway? <laughs> right. If, if you're not helping, what what are you doing here to begin with? Right. You know, and she brings up Flagstaff. She's like, you know, Flagstaff. You know, and Bobby's like, oh, okay. So Flagstaff. obviously there was something in Flagstaff because he doesn't so. say, what are you talking about? So right. there is something that happened. Maybe. In See, I thought right here at this moment that, you know, he was just going along with it and was like, I actually don't remember what happened in Flagstaff, but Aww. he's just, uh, oh, oh, right. Oh, see, I thought yeah. I thought he was like, really? Because that wasn't such a, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, it I was, mean, it was later, just, later. We find but. out, yeah. So then Dean finally can't take it anymore. He pulls <laughs> off to the side of the road and preps himself for a nap. He's like, bring it on, basically. Yeah. He's like, just, I, I need to sleep, and the only way I'm going to get this guy anyway is if I'm asleep. So bring yeah. it. And Sam's like, wait, hold on. Yeah. If you're going, I'm going. Yeah. You know, grabs a piece of Dean's hair. <laughs> and we assume, you know, he's going to drink the dream root with the, or the tea and stuff with the hair. And I love this. Dean is like, I don't want you coming. And it's not because he's being all heroic, but it's because he's like, I don't want you. <laughs> rooting around, around in, in my head. <laughs> in my head. Yes. He's like, I got secrets, you know. Um, but Sam's not buying it. He's like, so, too bad. You're going to have to suck it up. Yep. So he drinks the tea, and then they both wake up still in the Impala. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like, anything for you? No. Anything for you? No. Why are we still? Still here. Still in the car. Still in the woods. Uh, They get out of the car to wander around, and then the scene changes. We have a nice little soundtrack of... The title the song. springtime or something. <laughs> do, 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 no, it's do, Dream do, do. a Little Dream of Me. Oh, it is Dream a Little Dream of Me. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> and then we, yes. And then the camera pans off to an open glen where Lisa is sitting. And she's got a nice picnic set up. She's wearing a beautiful sundress. I have a question about this going into this like you. Because it is dark. It is like they're in the woods and it's dark and kind of misty and stuff like that. And then you see this shape in the woods and then the lights like you comes up and it's bright and it's Lisa. It's a spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they intentionally make it a crappy like you to I... make it like very like, boom, here she is. I think so. Okay. Oh, that I... makes me sad that you're like, Oh, that's a crappy lighting cue. I have to well, say I mean, intentionally um, dramatic, like intentionally noticeable. That yeah. that things are changing. It's not just yeah. she wasn't just there and it's a beautiful day. It's that she was placed there and now we're in the scene. Right. Well, it was it was a it was a just dis- for me it was a distracting light cue. Well, I don't know. He's in a dream. Like <laughs> I, know, I think they were trying to make it very obvious that, that wasn't real. they're in dream world because well, well they do it with. Sam, when he's outside of Bobby's house, where it's a very unrealistic color palette outside. Right. And same with right. inside, Dean, like it's a completely opposite color palette and color wash where it's like muted, it's dusty, it's faded. So right. nothing is realistic in Dream World. And the, this the reason that theme right. for me. I just, the, the reason that this is noticeable to me is I want to show you a clip when we're done with the podcast. Okay. I'm going to show you a clip of why in this moment I chose to point this out. Okay. It's only because I recently was watching something that did something very similar, but on the comic side of things. Oh, I see. I see. So that's all. 
It is nothing against Supernatural. It's only because I was influenced by a show I recently watched. I see. I see. It so also don't, may don't... have been a maybe she because they've do they've done this before when an actor cannot come up to Canada and film. You know, they go somewhere else or they maybe do have like an on-site yeah. camera do the work. So maybe that was the thing. Is like, okay, here's a completely different soundstage. Right. You know, so let's that's not really just make, let's, let's go just with it. it. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. And 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 yes, you're right. Cue the cue the music. Dream a little dream. It's a beautiful scene. I mean, it's Lisa. She's sitting on a picnic basket. She's looking very idyllic. Yeah. And very appealing, not in a sexual way, but just in an overall. It's kind of like you know they Sam and Dean have switched here. Dean is is now being is now being shown his softer vulnerable mm-hmm. side you know mm-hmm. the things that he actually does want and doesn't have in his life whereas like so far we've we've seen sam having the the horn dog side you know yeah. the sex dream of bella yeah you know yeah. so they've kind of switched here yeah and it's it's really remarkable i think it's it's more remarkable for dean to be shown wanting and missing love yeah as opposed to sam you know secretly <laughs> having lustful you know uh Wants and needs. Yeah, yeah. So a note about this. The original idea for these dream sequences was to have, I think it was Jason from Friday the 13th come after them. This was Eric Kripke's, like, what? number one what he wanted. Yeah. This was in a, on the DVDs. How does that work? Because it's Eric Kripke and that's what he wants. He wants like a horror guy you know, like chasing know, after just... them with a chainsaw. So in Dean's dream, it would I be think I think it was Jason. gonna be a theme throughout. I think is oh. what they had like Jason just popping up in almost everybody's dream. Like I think that was what what's his butt was using as uh, the monster. That's how the, that's how I'm gonna interpret nightmare. it. He didn't go too much into it. He was just like, I really wanted to have Jason as a part okay. of the, the dream world. Okay. But they didn't learn until like almost last minute that the rights to that character were not available. Like they would not be able to use that character. Oh no. So they had it all written out and then yeah. they couldn't use it? Yeah. Oh they no. Use it. So then that's when it turned into this. But Kripke did say, you know what? It was for the better because now we learn all these new depths about Bobby we learned this, you know, cute, fun thing with Sam and Bella. You know, that was a, right. a nice little twist that we did there of, of uh, yes, exactly what you said. Like, oh, he he's watching Dean, you know, get to chase women all the time. And he maybe right. just actually does really have a crush on Bella. And then Dean's little desire here to have companionship and maybe mm-hmm. semi a family mm-hmm. life. So he did say, you know what, it was it was for the better that that okay. Jason was <laughs> the chainsaw right. guy was well, not involved. That, that's great because one of my favorite lines and one of my favorite moments in this episode is in this moment where you see Dean looking at Lisa. Mm-hmm. They haven't said anything. Um, Dean, without looking to Sam, because Sam is there, says, stop looking at me like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Sam says, okay. It's, it's a moment of such vulnerability for Dean. You know, yeah. that he's like, he doesn't want Sam to even know that this is something yeah. he wants. And he doesn't want Sam's pity. He doesn't want Sam to know. And and just that one line, stop looking at me like that. Yeah. It's like, I don't need your pity. I don't need your 
guilt. I don't need you looking at me in this moment. Right. Or I don't need you ribbing me, you know, later about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. I noticed noticed that too. I noticed that too, that, you know, he says, I've never had this dream before. And then without looking at Sam, like, stop looking at me like that. And, and I, I just put a star next to it. I was like, that was the entire episode totally worth just that one (laughs) moment for me. So Lisa says, I love you. And disappears. It's kind of a static, glitchy thing. She disappears, and they're left back in the darkness. So the back in the dark, and Jeremy peeking out from behind a tree, close to them. They chase after him. Somehow they get separated. And man, I loved this edit here. Yes, adored it. And props. Round of applause (laughs) to the camera, the editing crew, whoever was involved with it. Dean is running through the woods and all of a sudden he stops and like turns around and says, okay, because he's no longer in the woods. He's in the motel room or the motel, the hallway of the motel, which now is covered in wallpaper of the The woods. Yeah. It was a seamless transition. Amazing. It was great because it looked like he was still in the woods, except now he's in you know, angular walls and yeah. there's doors, you know, yeah, the wallpaper's the covering wallpaper. the walls, the doors, the trim. It's, yep. it's everything. It's a very, it's a big optical illusion. It was awesome. Yeah. And I love that Dean recognizes it because he stopped. He's like, mm-hmm. like you said, he's like, okay, <laughs> this is a change. Yep. Uh, Dean sees a doorway at the end of this hallway uh, and starts to walk towards it. Uh, and it opens, the door opens mm-hmm by itself uh dean goes in and uh he sees jeremy in the room and jeremy turns but it's not jeremy it's dean it's him (laughs) and now dean gets to have a discussion a dialogue with himself yes one of the things i didn't point out earlier there's the the props call out uh the sunburst Mm -hmm. the starburst yep very clear in these shots it was only for a second. I didn't think it was in the previous shots, but it is. So, mm-hmm. hello to the to the supernatural starburst starburst uh, decoration on the wall. Yeah, I think it's a clock this time. It is. I think it's yeah. always a clock. Oh, okay. I just don't call it a clock. Oh, okay. It's a very small face. It's not one of those like big faces. Yeah. Real Dean also compliments the looks of <laughs> Dream Dean. A common theme when he's ever approached. By about himself. himself, yeah. <laughs> Aren't you a handsome devil? Yes. yes. There's a little mano y mano here where real Dean tries his little trick of, I'm going to snap myself awake because this is my dream and I can do what I want, just like Bobby did. And nope. not. Doesn't work. Not, not working. Not working. Can't wake himself up. Can't nope. do the Valerie trick. <laughs> nope. But instead. Yeah. Dream Dean telepathically locks the door, trapping them inside. Yep. Nowhere and to go Dean but is to like, just talk. Dean's like, I get it. I'm my own worst nightmare. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I did like there's a it's a this camera shot the because when we first see um Dream Dean, uh, he's standing by the starburst, right? By the he's up against the wall. Mm-hmm. They then change they very slowly change positions. They just like um, 
pace around each other. They circle each other. And so now our Dean has his back towards the, uh, the starburst. So they've changed positions Mm -hmm. and then they start speaking to each other and they've moved just enough that for us as an audience member, you have to take a second to ask yourself who's speaking. Is it our Dean or is it dream Dean? Just for a second. I just thought it was an interesting little camera take. It wasn't a a trick shot or anything like that. It was just enough to make you go, wait, who, which, who are we following? And it's only for a second. It's not meant to like yeah, you know, drag on. I th- yeah, I think they're trying to be a little bit disorienting. But mm-hmm. I have to say that Jensen does such a good job here playing two different deans and that you know which one Who's speaking. is, sto- is yeah. speaking very yeah. clearly. But yeah. also subtle. It's not an obvious, it's not a big like, well, Oh, right. I'm evil Dean. Yeah, there's no twirling his mustache, you no, know. Yeah, it's no. subtle but clear enough right. that you know who it is. And yeah. Jensen did amazing with it. So Sam, still in the real woods, he's caught in an, I called it an inception loop, which he wakes up in the car, you know, and says, oh, Dean, hey, we're awake. You know, it's like he has awoken from the dream. From the dream. He's like, but he yeah. hasn't because that Dean... Is Isn't actually me. Jeremy. It's actually <laughs> Jeremy. And I have to say, that scared me. Yeah. It scared me because they, there's a couple of different takes. It's like they were inside the car with Sam. Then the camera's outside looking at the boys asleep in the car. Yeah. And then it's inside with Sam again. And and all we're seeing is the back of, quote, Dean's head. Mm-hmm. And so I was still thinking it was Dean. Yeah. And so yeah. when the, the figure turns his head towards Sam and it's Jeremy, it did actually cause me to... I don't want to say flinch, but I like a little. It was you know, a surprise. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, it, it actually was a, <laughs> yeah. a surprise. And I was like, thank you for that. Thank you for, yes. you know, not telegraphing. Uh huh. <sighs> but Jeremy then just starts beating him with the bat again um, out of the car, like beats him <laughs> out of oh the my car God. with the bat. Yeah. Like jabs him and throws. Yeah. 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 And then he has a mini monologue <laughs> where this is where he says, I was, you know, he was so desperate to keep dreaming. Like, I have power here. This is amazing. Right. Can you I'm believe that I haven't been here dreaming yeah. this whole time? Like, it's like you never get any rest. Yes, I am a god in here. So it's a big old power trip. And he killed the doctor because he was going to take it away from him. He was going to take right. that power away. And now these kids, you're going to, you're trying to take this away from me. And I can't right. let you do that. Right. Sorry. Right. And suddenly Sam, like, finds himself. Not just like knocked out of the car, but now he's like staked to the ground. Yeah. Like suddenly he's now staked to the ground and completely powerless to to move while Jeremy proceeds to beat him some more with a baseball bat. I know. Because the longer he does this, Jeremy, the better he gets and the stronger he gets. Yes. Because he's kind of controlling. Well, I don't think he's in Sam's head because I don't think he has Sam's DNA. But because right. Sam is an equal dreamwalker in this world, Jeremy is overpowering him. So back at the two Deans, Dream mm-hmm. Dean is really digging at real Dean's intrusive thoughts. Yep. You know, he's just yep. sitting there drilling him like, you're just an obedient little soldier. You're just a clone of dads. The car, the jacket, the music, that's all dads. That's not mm-hmm. original. You're just following that's in his you. footsteps. Dad loved Sam. And he just mm-hmm. had you around to protect Sam yeah. because he loved Sam. You know, you were just the, the, the lap dog that he trained, the attack dog that he trained yeah. to protect Sam. 
Yeah. But the nail in the coffin that gets Dane to explode is your father didn't care whether you lived or died, so why should you? And that's Dean loses it. Absolutely loses it. It's like this confession about dad just like vomits out of Dean's mouth. My father was an obsessed bastard. He didn't give a crap about protecting Sammy because he just put that on me. And he, because he couldn't protect his own family. He couldn't protect mom. He couldn't right. protect Sammy. He couldn't protect me. He was never there for anybody. I was there for him. So I don't deserve any of this. And I don't yeah. deserve to go to hell. It's all Boom. dad's fault. Yep. Yep. I don't Boom, literal and figurative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mic drop. Boom. And he's and he was fighting back. He was physically fighting back against Dream Deep. Yes. Yes. This is this is shouting in between throwing like, punches throwing and punches. Exactly. knocking them against the wall. Exactly. Outside in the woods, Sam's still <laughs> being beaten by Jeremy. Yeah. A la um, Kathy Bates. Oh. In that one movie. I haven't seen the movie, I, but I know the scene. Misery. Everybody knows that scene. <laughs> yep. Oh. yep. So back inside, back in the hotel, Dean is looking at dead Dream Dean, smattered with, with blood, and suddenly Dream Dean is alive. He opens his eyes, and they're black demon eyes. Mm -hmm. And now Dream Dean is yelling back at our Dean. He's like, you can't escape this. And he's yelling. He's mm -hmm. yelling this in his face. It's like, you can't escape this. This is what you become. Yeah. Um, you're going to die no matter what. And this this is what you're going to become. Oh, that just like gave me chills when I watched that scene. Yeah. Back and at Sam, uh, Jeremy is overcome with his hubris and is just saying, like, I'm the most powerful thing in here. Wham, wham, wham. You can't beat me. Yep. You know. And then Sam says, you're forgetting that I took Dream Route 2. And then all of a sudden behind Jeremy, Jeremy's dad appears. We know it's his dad because Bobby showed a picture of him earlier. Right. Well, and that then, he's also like, hey, boy, yeah. you know, you come to me when I call you. Yeah, very like typical this, abusive like, father. Dick. Yeah. yeah. Which makes Jeremy freeze in his tracks. Yeah. And Petrified. I felt sorry for Jeremy right here. I did because it's like none this none of this would have happened had the father His not father been an not asshole. Been a, yeah. But regardless, it gives it distracts him enough for Sam to I guess maybe he dreamed his way out of the, out of the, ropes. the bindings. <laughs> yeah. Takes a baseball bat and deals a few final death blows to Jeremy within the Kills dream. Him. And we see, we see Jeremy, who's been lying on a cot. We see him first, like, startle awake from the first, you know, bash. And then Sam just beats him to death. And you yeah. see him, you see his body flinch and die. Yeah. Yeah. Which, fairly graphic that Sam just beat a man to death with a baseball bat. Yeah. So in the motel, Sam has filled in Bobby about everything that had happened. And says, yeah, I just concentrated really hard and I was able to do this. And then Bobby asked the question, which I was asking in the scene prior, which was, yeah. how? Did you? Yeah, <laughs> but he asked it more specifically. Bobby says, does it have anything to do with your psychic stuff? Right. Which we've all kind of forgotten about for a while. Right. Because it hasn't happened in a while. Right. And Sam says, no, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think I used my psychic yeah. No, no, no. It's no. I. Yeah. It was just. It was just me. Yeah. 
Um, and I want to believe Sam in this moment. I believe Sam that he believes that that yeah. he was just did it. So yeah, I, or, I, or I, I at least believe that he isn't sure. You know that he right. doesn't think so. You know he could have just been like, "Oh no, absolutely not. That's done." Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't being flippant about it. I no. think that he believes in the moment that he didn't have, but he, he also didn't think of it. It wasn't until Bobby said Bobby something said that it. he was like, "Oh, oh shit, maybe, maybe." Yeah. So in the meantime, Dean is like, "Where's Bella?" You know, she's not answering the phone. She's not in her hotel room. Where's Bella? Bobby's like, fuck, you know, <laughs> Bella's gone. She, you know, check your pockets. <laughs> well, this is where, you know, when they were like, well, you know, she was here because was of you because you saved her life. And he's like, I didn't save her life. I gave her a good deal on an amulet or something like that. Right. And Bobby catches on way before the boys do when they're just like mumbling, like, well, why is she here? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> And Bobby's like, guys, you got to check yes. your pockets. And they literally, literally check their pockets. Yeah. yeah, they both like grab their, over there, they're like, no, no, time to do some inventory. Yeah. And it turns out that the cult is gone. She, yes. the, safe is, the safe is unlocked. She's taken the cult. And it's like, I'm like, what do you expect? I know. Like, how many what? times have you tried to be careful around Bella? Like, you think that she can't crack into a safe? Right? She can, like, take a dead man's hand right from out of your jacket. <laughs> your when body. it's uh, yes, yeah. when it's against your chest. You think that yeah. she can't crack open a fucking safe? Yeah. I Dumb. wrote down, why do they keep trusting Bella? <laughs> done. I'm done with Bella. I'm done with <laughs> See, her. I think because it was, like, they were This isn't cute. This no. isn't cute anymore. Yeah. This isn't like, ha, 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 I took your money. Ha, ha, ha. No. It's not cute anymore. Right. She keeps fucking them over. And it's also, I thought it was a ballsy move on her part, considering the last time they spoke with each other, I think it was the Gordon episode, right? Where she like threw them under the bus. And yeah. Dean Maid's like, I'm going to kill you. The next time I see you. Very, and it was, yeah. no, I'm actually going to kill you. And mm -hmm. she... I felt like she was actually very afraid of her life there, which is why she right. calls back and says, okay, fine. Fine. Here's, here's where he is. Yeah. So the fact that she took that, maybe she's not sure how much it actually means to them. Like she just sees like, oh, I, I know what that is. Something else I can And I sell. know it's, yeah. Maybe she but doesn't still, realize how important it is to them. But still, why? Schooling with the yeah. Winchesters. Yeah. yeah. So immediately they have to pack up to chase her because... That's unacceptable. Yeah, they, they need the cult back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the car, Sam and Dean are talking. Um, and they're like, so I know what I saw. What did you see in the in this whole dream sequence since we were separated? Yeah. And Sam tells him everything that he saw. Yeah, you know, he's just and, like, I just, I saw what was around me. Like, I have no idea what was going on with, with you. you. I was just yeah, there so. with Jeremy getting beaten by a baseball bat. Right. And and Dean lies. He's like, "Oh, I, I was just in this other place." Yeah. Um, but just a few minutes later, while they're driving, I think he thinks better of it, and you know, thinking on his experiences, and admits to Sam, he's like, "You know what? I've been thinking. I don't want to die. I don't want to go to hell." And Sam very nonchalantly says, "We'll find a way to save you." Yeah. And Dean even more nonchalantly says. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, these are not conversations that normal people have, you know, that <laughs> brothers have with each other. But Sam and Dean, this is a normal conversation. This is their normal conversation. This is a normal for sure. conversation. For sure. And and I love the fact that Sam didn't drill into Dean, didn't, you know, I told you so, or what made you come to the, you know, just let it go. It was just like, all right, good. I'm glad, right. you know. Great. Then let's get gonna, to work. Let's find a, yeah, let's, let's get on this. Um, but the image, too. yeah, but the image of Dream Dean is still haunting Dean, real Dean, yeah. in a big way. Because we cut yeah. back to that moment Black where... Black Demon, yeah. Yeah, where Demon Dean wakes up and is yelling at him, this is what you're going to become. And ends with Demon Dean giving a snap, blackout. Oh, yeah. I just love that cut. <laughs> and I love that it's like Demon Dean can snap his fingers and end the scene yeah but dean couldn't right like dean snapped his fingers and nothing happened yeah demon dean dream dean can like boop done i loved this episode oh my god i, really I loved it i was so confused I was confused enough by it that I, I had to think about it. You know, <laughs> I had to think about what the boys were doing, why they were doing it. How is this happening? Yeah. You know, yeah. And a lot of that just came with the, the questions that I asked already. But um, I love that I was actually, I felt um, like I was involved in the process because the boys were confused. I was confused. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And even, and just the depth of Bobby, you know, Bobby being petrified, terrified. Um, and we learn about his, uh, his past. We learn mm -hmm. his name, you know, now we know why he's a hunter. Yeah. Yeah. And they also establish here, uh, not just for your purposes, but that Bobby is that important to Dean and Sam. He is a father figure to them. He's not just some yeah. guy that they go to every now and then. Right. And he's not just uncle Bobby from, yeah. you know, the, the unrelated uncle, you know, that, that the you know, yeah, the parents that call has. their best mm -hmm. friends, uncle. Yeah. Um, he is admittedly a father figure to, yeah. to Dean. And given that Dean explodes with all this vitriol about his actual father, you know, yeah. this is all my dad's fault. This is all his fault. He is a, you know, he's to blame for all of this. Yeah. And there is also when they're in the hospital after they save Bobby's life, Bobby thanks them. For saving his life. He says, well, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And I took a note and said, that was a sincere thank you from somebody who is grateful for the boys risking their lives. Would their dad have done that? And I don't think that he would have. No. He would have yelled at them for like not actually going after Something. the real perp right. or for... Right. Not being smarter about it or something. And no, I, they would not have gotten a thank you like that. Nope. And I think you can see that on Dean's face, kind of a a little bit of a surprise of, like, oh, oh, that's the that's end of the conversation. Like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I also want to make a note again on Jensen's acting here because there was another podcast I was listening to. It's the Parks and Rec one uh, where Rob Lowe is a host and he was talking about he actually said this right before I watched this episode about the difference between movie actors and TV actors and that movie actors have so much more time to get it right in a shot. Mm. Like they spend days on one shot or one scene and 
TV actors have maybe one day or like a few hours just to get a scene right. So if somebody can pull it off on TV, then that means they've got some mad skills. And the fact that Jensen had to play two different Jensen or two different Deans and make it obvious enough to the audience, disorienting camera work. In an unobvious way, yes. Yeah, that they were different. I was very, very, very impressed. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with uh, Jared when he was playing... um, uh, Oh, Possessed Sam. Possessed by... Yeah. Was it Ruby who possessed him? Meg. Meg. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, there was just enough of Sam Uh in that for it to be believable. But at the same time, it was a different character without it being, uh, you know, again, the the twirling mustache, you know, evil twin type of character. They both do such a good job with this. Yeah. Um, and thank God, because it happens all of the time. <laughs> yeah. And again, another round of applause to props people, the editors, the camera. Everything was just so... This was the, the gears were working all together here. Yeah. Yeah. This this was great. It really... Everything just flowed. It clicked. There was enough, sh- you know, enough little call-outs, enough little Easter eggs, you know, and at the same, it, it was just great. Oh, I don't know if you noticed um, uh, when Sam first walks outside of the house and walks into the the like dream outside of Bobby's house, his shirt matches the blue of the house. Oh, I mean, and so there's just all those little, um, you know, little nuggets of mm-hmm. of continuity, not continuity, but just of of seamless integration between the yes between the departments of design it was just mm-hmm. really cool yeah yeah stuff like that I well love. done everybody Yay. props okay what's next oh i'm very excited for what's next i have four words for you first it's not the title of the episode oh. <laughs> okay but you'll know right. what it is okay. heat of the moment asia I know I know what this is. Yep. Mystery spot. So we will be talking about mystery spot next week. I'm very excited. I love this episode. <laughs> yep. And and we'll get to that next week. That's Yay! Yes. <laughs> Yay. Spot. Very excited. So, I lo- oh my God. This episode I absolutely one hundred percent remember. I can't wait. I yeah, can't wait. Yeah. It's a hard one to forget. Yes. So Hope you'll tune in next week for us to talk about that. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to us anywhere you can for podcasts. And also a five-star rating would be really nice, too, on Apple. We would love that. You can also find us on social media. We are at Salt and Burn This everywhere. Well, I just want to point out that we are still on YouTube. For those of you who have friends who prefer to use YouTube, we are still on YouTube. We joined YouTube not too long ago. Um, we don't have all of the episodes yet, just the ones that have started to release, I think, in the past three, three. or four. Yeah. Um, three. So maybe eventually I'll put the backlog on there, but that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be a long time since that can be a summer project. Yeah, we've we've put out a lot of episodes. <laughs> I know. Look at us. But yes, we are on YouTube at at salt, uh, at salt and burn this. You can find us there as well. And uh, we will see you next week for Mystery Spot. Bye. Bye.